Let the redeemed say so. Worthy is the Lamb. We worship you. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen, amen. God bless you. Good morning, saints. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. How many are happy? Amen to be in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. Amen. He is our King. He's the King of Kings, Lords of Lords. And this morning we want to treat Him as our King. Amen. And the, the Word says when you raise our hands, we defy the laws of gravity. Amen. Because I'm getting out of here soon. So I'm not afraid. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. I'll fly away to glory. Amen. So let's treat our king as a king. Amen. By our worship. Hallelujah. And what can we say about the service? Amen. Amen. Do we realize, like Brother Branham, he says, Amen. I like them. Get converted and have a great big gastronomical jubilee. Hallelujah. That's what we're having, brothers and sisters. A big gastronomical jubilee. Amen. And it ain't over yet. Come on now. It ain't over yet. Free refill. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't fear this morning. We don't have to be fear. If there's one fear to have, it's the fear of being at the exact same spot. In a week's time, in a year's time, than the spot we are here right now. I want more of God. Is that your desire this morning? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. I just pray the Lord will guide me. Amen. As he was pouring down, I said, Lord God, may you help me. Hallelujah. Oh my. Let's open our Bibles on Ephesians. Before we take that, I just want to remember you. Brother Branham says that Jesus in his church today is as powerless as your faith is. But he's as powerful as your faith is. So this morning I don't want to concentrate on the powerless. I want to concentrate on the powerful as your faith is. Amen. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, Wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. According to the riches of his grace. Hallelujah. Two more scriptures in Colossians 1. 
verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness, and had translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of our sins. Hallelujah. One final scripture, Romans 8. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. May God add the blessing to the reading of his word. Let's have a word of prayer. Our precious heavenly father. Abba, Father, Lord, how thankful we are again this morning, Lord, to be able to say, Abba, Father, and Lord, knowing, Father, that through your blood, you see as white as snow. So, Father, we surrender to you, and Lord, we apply the token, and Lord, out of our, our lips, we want to give you thanks. We're going to give you glory, and Lord, may you receive our worship, our thanksgiving, because you alone are worthy, and Father God, Lord, I pray, may you take full control over this service. Lord, may you take full control over me, Lord. I surrender to you, Lord. And Lord, may you speak to us, Father. And may you touch every soul, Lord. And may we leave this place. Oh, change, transform, Lord. Because your word is still almighty. And Lord God, may you bless the translators, Father. May you anoint them, Father. And Lord, those that are present. Those that are maybe streaming, Lord, may each and every one receive a portion of you, Lord God. That is our desire and our prayer. And we ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, what can we say? Coming after such a mighty service, I was praying, I was just enjoying the presence of the Lord last night. Amen. It was so wonderful to see God's people being set free. Amen. And that's what it's all about. Amen. And I was praying, Lord, amen, what do you want me to, to, to say to your people? Amen. And so then God came, so I thank God for His grace and His mercy. Amen. So we're going to talk about the grace of God for a title this morning. I'd like to take brought back to the former estate of condition. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So I'm going to put a little foundation now. Amen. When we talk about when, sun, when the sin struck the earth back in the beginning. Amen. It's like a sheet of blackness falling from the heavens, says the prophet. Amen. It literally paralyzed the earth. It throwed every creature on the earth and all of God's creation in bondage. Man was in the bondage of death, sickness, trouble, sorrows. All nature fell with it. Sin was an anesthetic that actually paralyzed the earth. And then we were said here, hopeless. Because every creature on earth was subject to it. And every born on earth was subject to it. Amen. So if we stop there, it's a sad story. But it ain't over. But there's no escape for anyone. Unless the token is applied. We cannot say, I came to this earth, I am perfect. I am so good. No, no, no. We can't escape it. We're all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Amen. And Brother Bram says, you're condemned because that Adam condemned you. Adam and Eve being one, accepted the hybrid form and condemned the world. And we can see today, we, we have to be very careful that we don't start hybriding the word. Deluding the word. Oh, this shouldn't be said. Oh, you should say it a different or another way. No, no, no. Say what the word says. Many churches, organizations, take what they want. They take that up. Oh, that's not. Come on now. And we don't need to interpret the word. Because God is the one that interprets the word. We need to live by the word. We need to live out the word for this day. Well, brother David, that's unfair. Just because of one person, I am condemned. I would like to reply this morning. How great is our God. Sing with me now. Preach with me now. How great is my God. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, before. Notice, he says, beyond. There was smoking furnace where every sinner and every man and every woman, boy or girl, deserves to go to hell. That was our fall. That was what Adam pimmed on us. That we deserve to go to hell. Because we were born in sin, shaved in iniquity. Come to the world speaking lies. So none of us is righteous. Listen now. That's the importance now. So we cannot depend on ourselves. We have to depend on him. Did you get that 100%? We cannot depend on ourselves. We cannot depend on our intellect. We cannot depend on anything else but God himself. Amen. Before you even got started, you're condemned. Amen. And then he continues. Amen. Until you repent and God recognizes and seals that promise with the Holy Ghost. Come on now. 
That's right. Then you're born again. Then you're a son and a daughter of God. It's a regeneration. A new creation. Then your attributes, your thoughts are not like what they used to be. Your life is not like it was. You become a complete surrendered vessel to God. We saw the illustration last uh, yesterday morning. We have to become a complete surrendered vessel to God. Amen. And he speaks and uses you. And you're not your own anymore. So stop thinking that this is my body. I can do what I want. No, you can't. It's been said either you serve God or Satan. You're bought with a price. That's the price of the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we should never, never lose. Amen. What God has done for us. The precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Tim brought it so marvelously. Amen. The blood has to be applied. The life has to be applied. The token has to be applied. Glory. But God had a plan. How the wonderful that a living father. Amen. Oh, that would come down to us mortal beings and help us. And bring his word and give it in our mouths and hearts and ears that we might hear and live by it. And to redeem us from a curse that we had nothing to do with it. Hallelujah. But the just and living God knows what we had. Nothing to do with that. God knows that's our problem. We have, you might be the brightest brain in the world, but it's so small, so tiny. It's a peanut, less than a peanut compared to God, the greatness of God. A just and living God knows that we had nothing to do with that. But has made a way of escape and give us the privilege of coming. How glad we are we've come to the Father's house. Brother Tim Pruitt started preaching about the prodigal. Amen. How thankful we ought to be that we can come to the Father's house. Come on now. Hallelujah. We see today that it's hell on earth. Revelation 9, 1 to 4 speaks about the smoke of the bottomless pits. But Abraham, he mentions the lid is being taken off. We can see it all around. It's Sodom and Gomorrah everywhere. We can see that the smoke is all around. Now, I just, and, and all of you might have experienced that. Smoke is powerful. I heard a brother say one time, giving his own testimony, he had a little fire in his house, and it didn't burn the house down. It was a small fire, but it created a lot of smoke. And what did it do? It went into the living room. It went into the bedroom. It went everywhere. That's what smoke does. 
Now don't forget, I'm talking about the smoke of hell now. It goes everywhere. Christ to come in churches and families. So the brother started saying, well, the fire was only in the kitchen. We thought we only needed to clean up the kitchen. Until I went to my study. I started taking a book. And there was dust, smoke, soot, all kinds of things from the dust. Even opening a book, it was on the pages. And he said, certainly, if I go to my bedroom, I'll open my cupboard, wardrobe, it's closed. How can smoke get in there? But it does. He started taking his clothes. There's smoke everywhere. It gets in the clothing. And the smoke of hell gets even in the clothing now. What does it do? It shortens our skirts. It tightens our jeans. It tightens our skirts. Come on now. That's the effect of the smoke of hell. So everything was touched by this smoke. Until. Until. He went into the kitchen. He opened the cupboard. Smoke everywhere. But there he found a pot that was sealed. Come on now. The only thing that resisted the smoke was the seal. Come on now. When he opened the seal, then there was nothing that could touch what was on the inside. And that's what we need even today. The seal of God upon our lives. Hallelujah. The token must be applied. Hallelujah. Now, it made me think. If it has an impact on our clothes... Let me remind you a story of the Bible. There were three Hebrew boys. Come on now. Thank you, Brother Tom. He's preaching ahead of me. (laughs) Those three Hebrew boys. And I see some Hebrew boys and girls here. They didn't want to bow. They didn't want to bend. No, 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 no. I know in whom I believe. Amen. Even if I have to go through the fern, the furnace that has heated up so many times. Come on now. They went in. Oh, but they were rejoicing. They were rejoicing because they were sealed. Amen. And Brother Branham, he could go back to that story telling us that everything burned. You know, they were bound up. That burned. But the fourth man coming in the fire. Come on now. Amen. When they came out, their clothes were not impacted by the smoke of the furnace. And when the seal is applied, Satan cannot do anything. I'm sealed until the day of my redemption. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. That's why God don't hold you responsible for you being a sinner. 
He doesn't hold you responsible because you lie, steal, and things you do. He doesn't hold you responsible for being a sinner. He holds you responsible because you don't help yourself. There's a way made for you. You reject the way that God laid down. And that's what God condemns you for. Because there is a way of escape. God knowing all things. In Him were attributes. To be a savior. And thus the fall had to be. Our father is simply perfect. And I'm putting in simply not to diminish. Make that very clear. Our God cannot fail. He never failed me yet. And he will never fail me. Amen, amen, amen. Now let's just look. Amen to our first nature. Amen in the garden of Eden when man sinned. First look at the nature of a sinner. Hiding. But it should have been Adam calling God. It was Adam hiding. And God calling Adam. You see? That's the nature of a sinner. To hide. To run away. To get behind something. But God calling. Oh grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Think about it. God calling me. Calling you. Oh, amazing grace. Amen, amen, amen. That's what he did with Adam and Eve. Amen. Oh, man's nature, says Brother Branham, is not to come out and confess his sins. It's to hide behind something. Isn't it something that it is the hardest thing to say? I am wrong. That was 3% of yeah. I know it is the hardest thing to say. I sinned. I did wrong. That's why there's such a fight going on. When the word's being preached and God is dealing with your heart. Satan is dealing here. So hard to say I'm wrong. Please forgive me. You are right, Lord. I am wrong. But you see, Adam, what did he do? Lord screaming, Adam, Adam, where are thou? He says, that strain still stays in man. And instead of coming out and confessing his sins and saying he's wrong, he will try everything in the world. He will join this church because it don't teach very strict. Mm. That's what's going on. We hybrid the message. We shouldn't preach too strict, you know. Nonsense. He will go over. And if it's a little too strict for him, he will fall out with this church and go for the other one. Trying to make himself a religion like Adam did. That's why we have so many gypsy believers. I don't want to go to Brother Tim's church because it's way too strict for me. And Brother Tom's, oh, no, no. (laughs) No, I love you, brothers. (laughs) But that's what is going on. Oh, no, the word is too hard. Correction starts in the house of God. 
Love is corrective. Hallelujah. Oh, the pastor preached against me. I don't want to go anymore. You know, the pastor preaches sometimes. He doesn't even know. But God is anointing the vessel to speak to you. So don't harden your hearts now. But run to Christ. Say, Lord, I've done wrong. Lord, forgive me. Hallelujah. And God provided a perfect sacrifice. Before the foundation of the world, a lamb, a perfect lamb, was slain. And by His grace, we are saved. Amen. Without God, we are nothing. And that's why He sent us the Holy Ghost. To transform us. To change us. God's great Holy Spirit moving in the hearts of the people. Bringing that even Adam together again in their perfection. God's holiness. God's perfection. Something had to substitute the guilty man's place. And that was the lamb that he killed out there. Was Christ Jesus. Speaking in figure now. And there he brought the lambskins. Throw them back into the bushes. And Adam and Eve had to put them on. Now that's... I want to bring a parallel there. Already in prefigure, God seeing Adam and Eve had to kill an animal. That was a prefigure of Christ. And they had to put on these skins. (laughs) If we think of Esther being a type of the bride... And of us being the bride, and I think Brother Tim mentioned it, we have to be robed with Christ, the Holy Ghost. Brother Branham says, Esther was a type of the church today, those who are ready to come out and adorn themselves with the sweetness of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Esther, she purged. Her heart before God walked up with a meek and humble spirit. The church that's going to be the bride of Christ. Now remember, Esther refused the worldly adornment. She took the spirit in her heart to go before the king. And that's all that matters. To be robed with the Holy Ghost. Now his bride has made herself ready, says the Bible. Oh, made herself ready. She laid aside all of these things. Remember, Esther was chosen and the other ones were rejected. And only those that are born again, that got the Spirit of God, will be the chosen that day. That the crown of glory will be set upon her head. Amen. Without the Holy Ghost, you're lost. Let it be so clear. It's been spoken and spoken. And sometimes people, oh, I heard that before. No, you need to act upon the word. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That word still applies today. Hmm. 
There's no other way. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. That's why we need to be born again. The first nature is gone. And now we are the nature of Him. He lives in us. And we don't uh, live by our own selves. We do His will. We don't think our own thoughts anymore. Mm. That's God's plan of redemption. That's God's plan for us. I told you before. The reply to, oh, I'm condemned, I'm this, how great is our God? Listen now. Our great Jehovah God just blew all things off His fingers in creation. And He covers all time and all space. And sometimes we walk around and act like we can run His business. Mm -hmm, Many of us. We want to run God's business. No, no. Forget about yourself. Forget about yourself. He's so big that he fills all space. And yet will become so small that he will come to a poor lost sinner's heart. That's what makes him great. God became man. He had to become kinfolks. And he couldn't be God. And a sinner's creation of his creation. Creative beings of his creation. Because he couldn't be kinfolks. So God. Became man. That man might become God. Think of it. Condemned from even before we were born. But there's a way of escape. The plan God has provided. Jehovah the Father dwelled in the fullness in Jesus Christ his son. One that filled all space and all eternity. Became one man. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And when Christ became the man here on earth and be our kinsman redeemer, he redeemed man to everything he lost in the fall. We're going to dig in that a little. Christ restored it to him in the kinsman redeemership. When he died at Calvary, your health, your eternal life, everything that you lost in the fall, Christ redeems you to it. Meaning, it belongs back to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. He restored all things. Restored is, it is done. He restored it. When you look into Webster, restore means to return to the former owner. And that's where I got my title now. Or to bring back... To the former estate of condition. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to make a little trip now. Okay? That's the mercy and the love of God. That Christ came to earth. And took my place. Took your place. That's why he's worthy of our praise. Have we heard it too many times? That Christ took my place? No. We should never. Brother Bram says, I I mention it so often because it's a reality. Calvary should be remembered every day. He saved every sinner in the world or ever would be in the world as far as God was concerned. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Now, brother David. Everyone? Oh, yeah. We forget 
to realize how big our God is. Let's continue. It shows, Brother Bram says, and who is this Melchizedek? Shows plainly that the predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. Did you get it? Come on now. I tell my church, if you fall asleep, why don't you stand up? It'll wake you up. Don't be afraid. Okay, I got your attention now. Did you get it? Let me say that again. The predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. People might be making like thing they are, but real redemption is those that are predestinated. Because the very word redeem means to bring back. Is that right? Redeem is something to redeem, bring back to its original place. We didn't become seed by the report. We were seed and therefore were reborn for only the elect. Oh, glory be to God can be reborn. He bought back the spoken word seed bride. Hmm. Now, brother David, you just told me that all were saved. And now you say only the redeemed. I'm not done yet. (laughs) We are attributes. Jesus came as a redeemer. How many believes that? Redeem is not create something new. Redeem is to bring back that which already been. See? And I love what he says after that. So what are you scared about? What are you scared about? Come on now. Satan tries to put fear on the people. I will never make it. I'm not worthy. I'm not this. I'm not that. Satan, you come too late. Men are in this earth to be sons and daughters of God. And when they're wandering out in sin, they're out of their original conditions. Woo! Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus, redeems them back into their right position to be sons and daughters of God. Oh, I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. This is a celebration. It's been spoken. This is a celebration camp. We have so much to celebrate. Mm. Brother Branham, he talks about a slave in the slave market. It's in the kinsman redeemer. And he talks about redemption and he says, oh, there's this Greek word applied and he doesn't find it. And he continues explaining about the slave and once he's bought. And he says, and the slave once redeemed can never be sold in the market again. Mm. Let the jubilee trumpet sound. Come on now, let the jubilee trumpet sound. Amen, when that trumpet sound. Amen, they could put down everything they had. And believe me, 
the younger ones. Amen. They were climbing up Mount Baker. To see the sun rise. And believe me. The sun has risen. Amen. And now the young people are screaming. To those that are behind. We are free. We are free. We are free. I'm no longer a slave. Oh, to live in fear. To live in change. To live in bondage. I am free. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory be to God. God knowing all things. He knew who would repent. Who would be born again. Who would say, yes, I do. Mm. And that's why he wrote our names in the Lamb's book of life. Amen, amen, amen. When? From before the foundation of the world. I'm going to pin that one down for a little while now. Amen. Hallelujah. He sealed it with seven seals. God's seal is important. Let me go back to Esther. Showing you why the seal is important. It's in Esther 8. Just only taking apart. But for the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring, may no man reverse. May no man reverse. Whatever God wrote in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world, that is sealed with the king's seal. May no man reverse. Boo devil. It's about time we say boo devil. You're too late. You're not even in the picture. Hallelujah. The church is a predestinated church. Every name that was ever put on the book, Jesus Christ came to redeem. Oh, and he didn't intend that no one would be lost. But now, his foreknowledge let him know who would be lost. Therefore, he could predestinate. I don't need a PhD degree to understand that. That's why your intellectual, amen, or theological understanding of the message will lead you nowhere. You can quote the message, quote the Bible, but without the life, it's just mental. But this word is a reality. It's a life. Hallelujah. Glory. And whoa. Let's continue. He could, therefore he could predestinate. And when that book of redemption is closed and sealed with seven seals, while it's being worked out by the mysterious powers of God. Oh, hallelujah. Don't think I'm acting crazy. And I believe, he says, that time is close at hand. He says that in 63. Go awake, Jesus. Another, another quote, he says, the seed gene found you. Uh-huh. Congressman Upshaw, he says, you can be nothing that you're not. 
But you can be what you are. Come on now. You can be what you're not. But you can be what you are. We just heard Brother Branham says, Man was put on the earth to be sons and daughters of God. You cannot hide a seed from God. And you can never hide God from a seed. (laughs) When was it written, Brother David? Now, when Brother Branham was preaching, some people say Brother Branham was a, a quiet preacher. Okay, ready? I know I act funny up here. But I feel glorious. So don't think I'm acting funny. I'm feeling glorious. And you ought to feel glorious. There's so much to rejoice, to be happy about. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. He even had the first speck of dirt. God by foreknowledge. When he was the word in the beginning, he perceived the thought. Now it's just a thought. Then when he spoke it and said it, it shall be. Jesus was slain the very minute God spoke the word. Then what? 4,000 years later, he came and paid a price that God had already done back there by his word. He had to come. All devils in hell couldn't keep him from coming. God had already spoke it. And all devils of hell can't stop the bride of being without spot, without wrinkle. Boo devil. It's already spoke. Now, believer, how many believers do we have? Gotta get you now. <laughs> now, believer, have you got your joy shoes up? Come on now. Have you got your joy shoes up? Amen. Listen to this. If you are a Christian, if you are God's child, that's not a preacher. That's the Bible. It says that your name was written in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. Oh my. The same time that Christ, that God sent Christ to be slain. He wrote your name with his. He wrote his name and my name with his talking about joy shoes okay gonna nail it down if you don't have joy by now (laughs) shoes footprints mean possession every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that I have given unto you Glory he restored back that I have given you. But it's up to us, amen, to take possession of the land. Amen, maybe you do not take giant steps. But don't worry. One step at a time is still possession. (laughs) No turning back. I'm going all the way. I've made my decision. I'm going all the way. Hallelujah. A Christian should be a hallelujah from head to toe. And the redeemed say, hallelujah. 
It's about time we cry out, hallelujah. The Christian ought to be hallelujah from head to toe. Glory. I feel good. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The Holy Ghost that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can take it away. You know, one of the President Trump's favorite phrases are, it's fake news. It's fake. It's fake. But that ain't fake. It's a reality. This word is not fake. It's a reality. Hmm. John tells us here in Revelation, the enemy in the last days, that religious enemy would get amongst the people and have organization and so forth and cults and so forth as they have today. Hmm. And would deceive the very elect if it was possible. And would deceive all whose names are not put on the Lamb's book of life since the very foundation of the world. Now, when was your name put on the Lamb's book of life? Before the foundation of the world. When was Christ slain? 1900 years ago? No, sir. Mm. Now I'm talking to the royal seed. Where the intellects get messed up. His amen with the spoken word of God. And oh, my time and, and, and I don't understand. But whatever God thought, whatever he spoke is already done for God. We are just living out our time until the last one comes in. And then I'll fly away to glory. Hallelujah. 1900 years ago. No sir. Before the foundation of the world. The lamb was slain. You see what it's doing? It's the seals opening up. Just beginning to reveal the plan of redemption. Mm. What is the opening of the word? Revealing Christ. Revealing who he is. Revealing who I am. Who we are. Oh, hallelujah. Come on now. Okay. If you don't have your joy shoes yet on, I'll continue. Hey, I've seen you jump. I've seen you shout. Come on, this is some real steak here. The best you can get. This ain't little skim milk. Okay, let's continue. We had, we had, do you believe we had? Okay. We had fellowship with him before the foundation of the world when the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy way back before the foundation of the world. How do we know that wasn't at the same time that the Lamb was slain that when God in His great thinking seen us shouting and rejoicing in our salvation through Jesus Christ. Shouting and rejoicing. Oh, I'm so happy this morning. Because I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I was rejoicing back there. And I'm rejoicing right now. What are you happy about? Oh, I've been redeemed. I've been chosen. I've been elected by the grace of God. 
who were those sons of God that were shouting for joy? Who were those sons of God that were shouting for joy? Jesus told them that. <laughs> this ought to make even the unbeliever shout. I mean, it's so powerful. Faith cometh by hearing. That's why when you hear that word, there can't be any more unbelief. Uh huh. Jesus told him that I had joy with you before the foundation of the world. We're not creatures of time, we're creatures of eternity. Many people talk about extraterrestrials. That's what I am. I come from God, I go back to God. <laughs> oh yeah, we've seen an extraterrestrial. Hey, you see one every day. <laughs> Glory. Now, what did Adam lose at the fall? Let's go into that for a little while. You know, Adam didn't walk with his Bible. With a title deed. He lived it. Do you hear me? He lived it. Adam. Everything obeyed him. That's in the beginning of man. That was God giving power over everything on earth. Now through the fall has lost that power. And then he became unconscious of the fact. After losing his relationship and friendship and fellowship with the father. Amen. And all of his great channels become clogged up. Remember the quote yesterday? The only connection we should have. The only one we should be connected with is Jesus Christ. Amen. And we are connected with so many things that we become clogged up. Oh yeah, you come to, oh, that was a dry service. Really? The servant wasn't dry. You were dry. But there's free refill. Come on now. I don't want the channels to be clogged up. Oh, let the water flow freely. I want more and more of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen, amen. Now, what Adam was in God, Christ has redeemed us back to that. To redeem anything is to bring back to its origin again. Now, what happened when the fall took place? Our kinsman is handed over the seven sealed book of redemption from the original owner. When we lost it at the Garden of Eden through Adam, it went back to the original owner. But there's been a poacher on the land, a squatter, and that's Satan. He's a poacher. This earth don't belong to him. And I don't belong to him. Don't be afraid to say it. I don't belong to Satan. <laughs> He's the poacher. Oh, he says, man. Brother Bram says, man, how I could say something right now. But I better not. And then he continues. It's the title deed of our redemption. This seven sealed book. It's the title deed. Oh, hallelujah. Satan thought he had won the battle when he trapped Eve. 
He thought he had won when he crucified Jesus Christ. But Satan, you're born a loser and you will ever be a loser. This second Eve will not fall. <laughs> when God created Satan, he knew everything. Come on! God is almighty! That's our problem. We doubt. We have way too many doubts. We reason. We reason way too many. We should listen only to the super sense. Mm-hmm. And walk upon the word that God has given us. Amen, amen, amen. He is just, Satan is but a stump. Do they know what that means, a stump? He's but a stump on the side of the road that God used to bring children to him crying, Abba Father. God has it all under control. And he cannot fail. He will never fail. Amen. Oh, I love. I heard a story. A brother from Africa. One time he told me the story about when a lion, when he teaches his cubs to hunt. Here the adult lion goes out. They see a wild animal. The adult goes and catches the animal. Breaks it backbone. Doesn't kill it. Breaks it backbone. And tells to the little cubs. Go on. Get him now. So here comes the little cubs. All happy. We got this huge. Animal. Oh I rejoice. I can preach on that now. Hallelujah, I can but rejoice because Satan's backbone has been broken. He has no right whatsoever. And us being the cubs, being the royal seed, now can go take possession of everything that is ours. Come on, let us rejoice and be glad in him. Oh, brother David, it's but a story. Oh, no, it ain't. It's a reality. Hallelujah. That's why we ought to be the happiest people on the earth. Amen, amen, amen. Revelation 5. Amen, amen. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book thereof and neither to look upon. And I wept much. Because no man was found worthy to open, to read the book, neither to look thereon. But one of the elders said, weep not, 
Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David had prevailed to open the book. And to lose the seals thereof. And I beheld. And lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts. And in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. As it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes. Which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand. Of him that sat upon the throne. When he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayer of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou worthy to take the book, to open the seal thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Worthy is the Lamb. He alone is worthy. And every creature which is in heaven, verse 13, and on earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. You know, in this whole verse here, There's no mention whatsoever of Satan. Boo, Satan. (laughs) Oh, there's so much to rejoice. Why are you happy? If you ain't happy, well, let me be happy. So the book went back into the hands of God because Satan has no right whatsoever. The absolutely original holder of the book, God does. Don't forget, Satan is but a stump. He's a bluff. He can't have us. We're God's property. And no one can pluck us out of his hands. When John saw what happened, he wept in the beginning. And you know that story. It's been preached on many times. But it has to be more than just preaching about. It has to become a reality. He wept. Because if no one could get that book, all creation, everything was gone. She'd simply turn back to atoms, molecules, and so forth, and cosmic light. And not even be a creation person, nothing else. Because Adam lost the rights of the book. He forfeited it when he listened to his wife and he and she listened to Satan's reasoning instead of the word of God. That is such a clear message. Instead of the word of God. So don't reason. Only believe the word of God. Then it couldn't go back into the dirty hands of Satan. Who tempted her out of the way. So therefore it went back to its original owner. Like any abstract deed would do. See. It goes right back to its original owner. And that was God. The creator who made it. And who holds it. He wrote the book. He sealed the book. And he opened the seals thereof. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it is Jesus. Oh, it is Jesus. It's Him all along, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Glory. 
Christ being the Lamb was slain from before the foundation of the world. And the members of His bride, their names were put in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation. And it's been sealed up. But now it's being revealed whose names were in there. And John, when he saw that, he said, Brother Brown, he just really was having a great time. For the Lamb was worthy. Now, if John was having a, a great time, I wonder why I couldn't have a great time. Are you falling asleep? Did I preach too long? You can stand up. Feel free. For a little while. He was just having a great time. Amen, amen, amen. Now, a seal. We spoke about it before. A seal is important. And Brother Branham says in Revelation chapter 5, we found out that a seal means that it is a finished thing with God. It is already settled. Mm. And every believer was sealed with this promise from the very beginning. Because before the foundation of the world, we were predestinated Unto the adoption of sons. Mm. Satan can say what he wants. He can try to trap us. And we may fall sometimes. But the blood has never lost its power. Maybe the just fall seven times. But seven times he will stand up again. So don't count on your own strength. Don't count on your own possibilities. On your own intellects. We have to rely upon Christ Jesus and Him alone. Jesus Christ took me out of the pawn shop. I don't think you're hearing me. Jesus Christ took me out of the pawn shop and redeemed me back to God. And that makes me his son this morning. Now are we the sons and the daughters of God? No, we will be. Now are we the sons of God? That's why God sent us a prophet. Amen. To reveal who He is. Who we are. There's a voice behind the voice. Isn't it something that when you read Revelation. That through the seven church ages. We can see that all church ages starts with a salutation. I know thy works. I know thy deeds. And then it comes up to Laodicea. And there's no salutation. He starts by saying, you are wretched. Miserable. Poor. Naked. Brother Bram says that's the only age where you find Christ outside. Knocking. That's the age we're living in. Behold, I stand at the door and knocketh. Now if any man hear my voice. The voice is knocking. Revelation 10, 7. 
But in the days of the voice of the seven angel when he will begin to sound. Now you can say a voice. Have you ever seen a voice? You cannot see a voice. I'm going somewhere. Although in Genesis 3, 8, it says, and I heard the voice of God walking. That same voice came back to tell us who we are. So it wasn't a voice, little a. It was the voice, a voice behind the voice calling you out calling you out so we can but rejoice when you heard the cry oh yeah there was something laying in me to respond to that voice where art thou where art thou here am I Lord hallelujah your passport doesn't call you Your mama doesn't call you. Your daddy doesn't call you. Your church doesn't call you. He called you. So now, he breaks the seals, reveals, gives us his inheritance to who? To his people. He gives the inheritance that he inherited, becoming kinsman redeemer, and freely gives his out to us. It all belonged to him. He is the one who redeemed. That's why. No man can get any honor. I'm not saying that we shouldn't respect the ministry. I'm not saying that. But no man should get any honor or glory. And we see it too much. Too often. Because the only one that is worthy. Is Jesus Christ. It all belonged to him. He was the one who redeemed. But instead of keeping it to himself. He gives it back to his people. (laughs) He didn't want it to keep it for himself. No we are his bride. We are part of him. Therefore he reveals to us. His secrets. Now, he reveals what was in them. And he gives the inheritance that belonged to him, to us, his people. Eternal life that he inherited by doing that. He passed, listen now, that's what happened for us. He passed his own life back out at Calvary. I think we're going to say that again. He passed out his own life back at Calvary and divided it among us by the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's why the Holy Ghost is an experience. It's not something we're going to teach you. Something, oh yeah, oh, that doesn't mean we, we should not preach about it. But unless you have a real born again experience... Ain't had nothing to do with your intellect. 
It's death to my first nature. And life to my second. Hallelujah. Satan is finished. Come on church. Satan is finished. He cannot change the word of God. He cannot change our eternal destination. Predestinations looks to destiny. Where I come from. We come from God and we go back to God. That's right. Man and woman, it's time that we found out who we are. The devil is trying to hide you back. Oh yeah, that's what he's trying. Tell you that you're some little trot down something. You're not. You're not a little trot down something. You're sons and daughters of God. Deity is not in heaven. It's in you. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. A few more minutes. Amen. God is in his word. How many believe that? God is in his son. But now God in his people. Yet a little while, and the world seed me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. And at that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. What day is it? That's this day! Oh, brother David, you may have quoted it and all, but that doesn't, that doesn't matter to me! That's this day! Why do we keep on repeating? Because there are still some that don't believe it. That put, oh, it's on another age. No, that's this day. Our groom brought us back to what we were. Hallelujah. Now, he gave us the abstract title deed. What is this book of redemption? This title deed. Abstract title deed. You say abstract. What does an abstract mean? It means it's search all the way back to its beginning. And when sin has been confessed and fallen into the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh my. It gives an abstract right straight back to the creator again. And you become a son of God. An abstract title deed is held in the hand of the almighty. It's redemption means all legal possession to all that was lost by Adam and Eve. We all, uh, he said, oh my, what ought that to do to a born again Christian? So I'm asking you the question. What ought it to do to a born again Christian? It ought to. Have your shouting and your joy shoes on. And say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb. You know, a title deed is a legal document executed and acknowledged under the seal evidencing the right of ownership to a property described therein. An abstract is indisputable. Undeniable. Woo! Let Satan discuss. It's indisputable, undeniable. Oh, hallelujah. 
Oh, glory be to God. Oh, we have so many reasons to rejoice. Because I, listen now. If you are one of those, the old things pass away right quick and you become new. And the plan of salvation is finished. You're ready to obey every word that God ever spoke of you. Every word that God ever spoke of you. The contract, exactly, the abstract to the contract, the title deed belongs to you. The debts have been paid. Hallelujah! I'm no longer a slave. I am Miss Jesus Christ. What if a man has said that he believes the word? And then when the Holy Spirit comes, it is the abstract to the title. You see why it is so important to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's not something that, like Brother Tim preached it, it's not just an emotion. It's in the soul. A real baptism with fire. And that's still applicable today. And that gives you permission when you have the abstract. That every bit of that belongs to you. And everything's on it belongs to you. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Every promise in the book is mine. We are the beneficiaries of all the redemptive blessing. I'm an abstract holder then, he says. And as sure as the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, I have an abstract deed and I'm part of that body. With the abstract of the Holy Ghost making that body of word live out just exactly like it did in him. We can but say thank you Jesus for the grace that you have given me. My prayer today is that every one of us, each and every one of us realize that Satan is finished. You know, we live in the world, you heard about it, how the smoke of hell and how Satan and all his demons keeps on. I can't remember how Brother Tim said it, but, but oh, hell is on us. The hounds of hell, I quoted yesterday, are running after each and every one of us. That's why we want to preach the pure word. So that you can be set free. And really free. You want to talk about a happy time? First, the abstract is the assurance. Hmm. He just told us that we have the abstract. The abstract is the assurance. It's the guarantee. Oh, I love that. Those are words. If they become common to you, don't worry. I will rejoice. Thank you, Brother Tom. It's the assurance. It's the guarantee that everything was ever held against you 
Though you thoroughly repented, hallelujah, and the property is born and you hold the abstract for the assurance, let somebody try to put you of the land. Say the belongings and you with the abstract in your hand. Let him try to do it. There ain't a law in the land that can do it because you hold the abstract. And there's no devil, there's no church or any theology that can ever overstep the boundaries of God's proven abstract. That the baptism of the Holy Ghost has recognized us in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Talking about a happy time. Talking about a happy time when those seals broke. I love to see God's people happy. I love to see you happy. Not with a nice story. Not with, oh, some nice little story and it sounds wonderful. A story is a story. But the word of God can never fail. This earth will pass away. But God's word is eternal. That's why we're feeding upon the body word. Amen. And nothing else. Talking about a happy time. So if you aren't having a happy time. You are in trouble. John, Brother Tom, we spoke about it. I'm going to nail it down. John must have looked in and seen past the curtain of time. And said, there is John. Oh, he was so happy. He said everything in heaven. He must have really cried out, didn't he? Everything in heaven, everything in earth, everything beneath the earth, every creature and everything else heard me saying, Amen, blessings and glory and wisdom and power and might and riches belongs to him. Glory! Why don't we stand and give him the glory? Musicians, you can come forward, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Talking about a happy time. Glory. Let's make it more personal now. It is the rising of the sun. The sun has risen. There is light in the evening time. Yes, the sun has risen. So and there that morning, when Brother Branham, God sent a message, a prophet messenger into our generation. And there ain't no other prophet messenger coming. There's seven church ages, seven stars, seven messengers. Amen. God has revealed all the mysteries. So now God sent us his prophet messenger that could go back 
to the thoughts of God, to go back in the present, to go in the future. Come on now. And people doubt the message. Well, they never understood the message. And there that morning, the quickening power came. And he let me look over the curtain. Now believe me what is coming. I know several of you know. But this is only for the elect. Some people are having mind battles about predestination. Don't struggle about on the word predestination. God, as you heard this morning, by His pre-knowledge, He knows the end, the beginning, the beginning, the end. He knows everything. He fills all time, all space. You can't reason out God, but you can believe God. So now He says, and He let me look over the curtain, and I... Come on now, that's shouting material. I seen all of you over there. If you don't want to believe that, oh, I'm going to rejoice about it because I'm one of them. I've been redeemed. He saw me there because he told me I had joy with Jesus before the foundation of the world. So why couldn't the prophet... See me there in the vision. Hallelujah. He's seen me there. And I can but give glory to God. Hallelujah. And he brought me back to my origin again. Hallelujah. Talking about a rejoicing time. Why don't you play softly, please? When I think about the Lord. Now, he says, where's your faith at? Rise, you morning stars, and shout the praises of God. Where were thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? And the morning stars shouted for joy. Where are the morning stars this morning? Shouting. Shouting for joy. Giving glory to God. Oh, not an emotion. But when I hear our God sent prophet messenger. Tell me. Hey, I take every word for me. If you don't want it, I'll take your portion. But he tells me that he's seen me there. Boo, devil. Boo, devil. You ain't in the race. You're the stump. It's about time the sons and daughters of God take God at his word. And instead of listening to the nonsense of Satan, you are weak. Well, let the weak say, I am strong. 
Let the blind say, I can see. Let the lame say, I can rejoice, I can jump, I can walk. Let the slave say, I am free. Oh my, he says, turn loose. Amen. Get all the things away from you and say, Mr. Satan. Come on now, church. We're going to say it together. Mr. Satan, you are defeated. Jesus Christ stripped you of every power you had when he died at Calvary. You're nothing but a bluff. And you can't bluff me. You know why? (laughs) Because I'm made out of that stuff that don't bluff. I told you. We don't need to negotiate with Satan. We don't even need to listen to his nonsense. Because I'm made out of that stuff. That dumb bluff. That's what come from Calvary. Hallelujah. Glory. God was in Christ. Christ in you. What God and in Christ. Christ does in you. Jesus said at that day and that is this day. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Then when that revelation comes, then it's I in you and you in me. There you are. See what time we're living in? God and His church. You and me representing Himself. Daniel says... But the people that know their God. Now many people can struggle with that. That know their God. So it's talking about knowledge. It's talking about intelligence. It ain't talking about knowledge and intelligence. It's talking about a real born again experience. Christ in me. The hope of glory. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. What shall they do? Those that know their God. They will do exploits. In the Old Testament. The old badger skins. It hid the glory from God from the people. It was the skin that held it. Now the glory of God was behind the skin. And now the glory of God is behind your skin. Every true born again Christian. Deity is not in heaven. It's in you. That's why brother Tim preached. The other brothers ministers are so emphasizing on. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Without it you're lost. Without it this word. Can sound good. Can sound wonderful. But it won't do you any good. Now, he says, it is the same Jesus in bright form. Oh, yeah. 
Careful now. Some people take it way off. But that's what God wants to do. That's what God wants to do. He left some things that we have to do here in this generation. Mm -hmm. The church, he says, has forgot they were sons. You are sons and you are taking Christ's place. Well, he says, it's enough to set the heart of a believer on fire. Well, church, you heard the message this morning. If you don't want to shout hallelujah, it makes you want to shout. If you heard the word this morning, what God has done, we were all condemned. We're not worthy, but He is worthy. He is worthy. And by His grace, He chose me. He elected me. He justified me. He already glorified me. <laughs> Glory! It's enough to set the heart of a believer on fire. When that current is flowing freely, the Word of God, it expresses itself. The works that I do, you shall do also. It was the anointed man. But now the anointed people. How happy we ought to be. Listen to that final quote in the church age. He did not complete all his works while in his earthly ministry. So now he works in and through. So in and through his bride. Oh, bride of Jesus Christ. When I think about the Lord, how He saved me, or how He raised me, I was in the mud. I was in, oh yeah, way down there, but He stooped down to put my foot upon the rock of ages. Jesus Christ. The one that is worthy of all our praise. Oh, and I think how he filled me with the Holy Ghost. How he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, he picked me up, turned me around. He set my feet on solid ground. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah. Why don't we shout hallelujah? Glory be to God. Hallelujah! You may think I'm acting silly here. I hate. I feel glorious. I want to shout hallelujah. This is the quietest place you will ever be in. Boo, Satan! Going against worship. Going against... Not talking about an emotion, true worship coming from the heart, from the soul. Worthy is a lamb. This is the most quiet place you will ever be in. So I'm getting ready for heaven. For heaven. John, when he saw his name, 
talking about a happy time. Come on, this is camp. Talking about a happy time. Glory. When I think about the Lord, what He has done for me, it wants. I want to shout hallelujah. I want to shout glory be to God. Why don't we sing that song and just don't sing it to make a nice sound? I don't care about the nice sound. You can sing off tune, in tune. I don't care. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Come on now. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Talking about a happy time. Yes, we can be happy. Yes, we have all to be happy. That's what makes me want to shout hallelujah. Now, if you believe the word with all your heart, we're going to sing that song with the top of our hearts. Of our, and it will come out of our lips as worship to the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, because He's truly worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, when I think about the Lord.